It's recording. Um, uno, dos, tres. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. Style. Picture at Los Angeles, 2017. Oh, welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Gordon Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm H. Alan Scott. <laughs> and I'm Marguerite. <laughs> I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch... The Golden Girls, and then we talk about it. I do vow too. Just I kidding, that was the last too. episode. <laughs> we just watched season six, episode 18, Older and Wiser, which Older aired and wiser. on February 16th, 1991, and is the episode <gasps> where Dorothy tricks Sophia into another old home. Spoiler alert, a bit of a snooze. It the it kind of upset me. I thought it, it upset me, but I also confuse it with another episode where the actress in it was also in where Sophia takes her in because she's staying at like the Shady Pines light version or she's staying at Shady Pines. I forget. She but breaks the same her actress out. is in and she breaks her out and then and then she doesn't know where she is. I don't know you people. Here's not my, that episode, different episode. My issue with the episode, I understand that Dorothy's coming from a she's coming from a place where she wants to like protect her mother or whatever, but to trick her in that way. It's shitty. Well, we didn't even say what she did. So, like, the whole point. They know. I know, but some people might not. You're right. I always, right. I always think. You always act I'm such like a, this is a Game of Thrones spoiler. No, I'm such, like, a writer that, like, I want to set it up. No, that's fine. Let's start from the top. Okay. Sophia is super stoked. Super stoked. Because she just got a job as the activities director at a retirement home called Cypress Grove, which mm-hmm. was clearly one of the rejected pitches in the writer's room for Shady Pines. Yes. And Dorothy, quote unquote, got her this job. But really what we learn in this scene, because Dorothy tells the women, is that she just told Sophia that she had this job when really she's sending Sophia there to rest because Dorothy's working a lot, I guess. Here's my thing. There was this teacher's strike in Miami in 1991. No, there wasn't. I don't know. Wow, <laughs> but you been, said you were so convinced. Wouldn't that have been funny if there actually was and it was like a real life thing? Like, Dorothy's working a lot because of this famous Miami's teacher strike. Yeah, I mean, they do tie in real life events. Here's the thing. Here's what I don't understand about Dorothy's decision. Yeah. She wants her mother to rest, and yet she's sending her to be the activities director. Literally in the title is like the anti-thing to resting. At an elderly home. Yes. And like... What does Sophia do around the house? I mean, other than, move you know, wicker move furniture. wicker furniture when they make her. Yeah. But Sophia doesn't do that much. I also, mean, yeah, she runs through the sprinkler. But every fucking day she go gets a nectarine. Like, let her just do the nectarine. Yeah, That's a lot of activity. It's just, it seems like such a stretch. It was like, oh, Ma had a cold. And the so- whole, the whole, I mean, actually, I wish, I honestly wish the A story would have been the the hand and the, and the, and the modeling things. That's funnier. Here's the thing, too. Mr. Porter is the guy who's supposed to be, like, keeping an eye on Sophia. He's a stranger. Dorothy doesn't know him from her ass. And 
Well, I, do you know your ass and very well? And he's not even there all the time. No, because he's not. when they're out partying late at night, he comes in and his P- PJs in a trench coat. Well, he doesn't live there. Well, then who's watching them? The he's nurses. the only one who works there. This is a terrible plan. I'm sorry. I yeah. realize I'm getting shrill. This is a terrible, terrible plan for Dorothy to want Sophia to rest. To, I, to I, embarrass her the way that she does. I'm with you. Let's get into the episode. <sighs> okay. I'm with you. We're in this together. We learn <laughs> the mystery behind Rose and her naivete. Mm, yes. She skipped school the day they taught everything, and also <laughs> she was once struck by lightning. I mean, those two things that the fact that those two little nuggets of information about Rose's identity came out in the exact same scene is well on the same episode. They were two different. Oh, scenes. I'm sorry. Yes, is uh, is so incredibly wonderful, like so incredible, even in the same episode. So incredibly wonderful because they say so much about this woman more so. OK, being struck by lightning. We kind of figured that. I mean, look at her hair. I did. What? It's bleach blonde. Of course, it's white. It's, I'm it's, sorry. Yeah. Getting struck by lightning doesn't bleach your hair. Actually, it can. Also can going into great shock. Catherine Hepburn was gray, white her entire life because she saw her brother um, have death by suicide. Mm. True story. Anyway. Um, Way to bring the room down. I'm just giving a little fun fact. She's dead. They're all dead. It doesn't matter. Uh, but um, what, what the most interesting thing is that she missed the day of school when everything was taught. Yes. Like that... Is such a perfect sentence. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is. Because it's something they would actually do in St. Olaf. It is such a perfect they sentence. they would teach like cheese curdling or yes. something for the well, rest but, of like, the year. Well, but like more so if you think about it. Okay. She missed the day of school that everything is taught. Not only does it say everything about Rose, but it also is a perfect joke because that is an absurd idea that everything was taught in one day out of school. It's just so funny. It's so great. It's such a great. Yeah. It's It's wonderful. I wish the. Uh, I hope somebody was concerned about Rose when she got struck by lightning. <laughs> um, the cow was Bessie. Bessie was. Um, oh, that was the chicken. Who gives yes. a fuck? <gasps> Don't. Why are you? They're all the same. People? They're all this. They're animals. No, they're not. They're Count all. Bessie was a showbiz chicken. Uh, Count Bessie was tasty. I also love when Blanche comes in and she's like, "Oh, the best thing just happened at the drugstore." Um, or, or, uh, Rose goes, oh no, Dr. Scholl was there and I missed it. <laughs> She's like, broaden your horizons, Rose, or whatever. No, no, uh, get new heroes, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Dr. Scholl was at the drugstore. I wonder if Dr. Scholl was a real person. Probably a real doctor. Mm. Um, so Blanche is super excited because she's she, going to be a model. She got a modeling job. In the penny saver. In the penny saver. Penny saver. Um. Do you do coupons? No. Mm. It's too much. Here's what I do. When is it I'm, too much because you're embarrassed or is it too much because it's a lot of it's work? It's just too much work. Okay. I can't, I can't. I'm embarrassed. Here's the, here's, here's the thing. When I do any kind of online shopping, I always go to retailmenot.com. To not see sponsored if, by. To see if there are any, because that's easy. It's a quick Google search. I can copy and paste the promotion code. Yes. When I go to Ralph's or whatever, every anytime I use my card, I feel like whatever the coupons are, like they don't they put the sticker. Uh, you see when something's on sale if you use your your. Well, but coupons can get you card. extra things. Can get you extra like even like oftentimes if something is on sale, let's say like at Ralph's they have like you know two boxes of Pop Tarts for five dollars. God, wouldn't that be a dream? Am I right? But. <laughs> 
you can uh, if they if you have a Pop Tarts coupon, you can get an additional dollar off that addition that sale. Oh, I unless it says it on the it's coupon. It's too much for me. See, I, it's too overwhelming. That, that's not that the part. The overwhelming part isn't. That's not a lot for me. I would gladly sit at home on Sundays and cut coupons. Like that is calming to me. Just like dishes are calming to me. But what isn't calming to me is the idea of me rustling through coupons in line to then give to the person, to then have them do an additional task, to then hold up the rest of the line, to then then have them judge me to be like, this poor piece of shit is using all these coupons and I got to get to my audition or whatever the fuck these people in LA do when I'm just at Target. Uh, it, do you see what we do to each other as, as humans? It's too much, too much judgment, too much judgment. Why can't we just smile and let us clip coupons? People are stressing you out of coupons. <laughs> coupons. Couponing. But the woman who does the, 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 what was her name? Mama June or whatever. She's a big couponer. Mama June from Here Comes, uh. Honey Boo Boo. I was going to say Here Comes Honey Boo Radley. No. <laughs> Honey Boo Boo. That's, that's all I know about couponing. What a timely reference. What a topical thing to. <laughs> so there's, when, so Blanche is. <laughs> So excited to be a model, even if it's with a penny saver, because it makes her feel so young. Because it goes to everybody in Miami. Yes. And Dorothy's like, oh, that reminds me, your grandson called. He got his driver's license. And I thought. She said it so excited. Like, it wasn't even like a mean joke reply. It was a genuine, like, he got his license. Like, it was like a genuine, honest, like, excited thing. Yes. That wasn't even meant to be a, a slight against Blanche's age. But it, of course, was. I also, I think it's, I mean, we can assume this is a, a, any, any grandson, but also David, her grandson's like 20. Yeah. So if anything, that should have made her feel old already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which grandson was it? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We That's... also never meet her son, Chippy? Mm. Skippy. He was probably, Chippy? He was probably a cop in an my episode son, or something. My son, Chippy, was born in that towel. Is it Chippy or Skippy? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, guys, help us out. It's late. <laughs> so now we're at Cypress Grove. It's, it sounds so much like Shady Pines. Uh, where also we learn that when Dorothy originally got Sophia to go to Shady Pines, she told her they were going to Dairy Queen. I mean, Dairy Queen can go suck a fucking dick. <gasps> Let me tell you why. So. You are... <laughs> You are alienating so many people right now, no. including the girl sitting across from you. No, Dairy Queen, you? Dairy Queen stole something from a St. Louis business, and they made it popular when the St. Louis business is the one who originated it. Did they do the blizzard? Yes. So there is a there is a place. What, in now you're going to tell me that Friendlies stole the fribble from someone? Probably. You don't know Friendlies. Let me Where t- are my Northeast kids at? Anyone, Sorry, go on. Anyone from the Missouri region knows the ice cream <laughs> establishment. Ted Drews. And if you are from that area, you've ever been to St. Louis and you've had a concrete from Ted Drews, you know that you get anything you fucking want in it and then they serve it to you upside down because it's that thick. What happens? Dairy Queen comes along, has their blizzard, they do the same goddamn thing. Dairy Queen, go suck a fucking dick. That's going to be, I want that in the, when you write the bio or the description for this episode, because I wanted to have trending thing, put in there, Dairy Queen can go suck a fucking dick. We'll see. <laughs> I enjoy a trip to the DQ. I can't eat it. I'm too fat these days. So let's talk about Cypress Grove. Okay. And again, 
the responsibility that Dorothy puts on this business yes. because she wants her mother to relax. Yes. It just seems... And then Dorothy's home all the time. Yeah, I know. Dorothy's always She's at home. She's always home. She just wanted a break from Sophia. Let's She's be real. She's always home. So, um, so, yeah. Mr. Porter, whatever. Snooze button. He's, Snooze. He's fine. Snooze. Snooze. It's just... I, I, I like the, the message whole... in the episode, however... What message? That you shouldn't treat your mom like a dick? Now, that should be in the, the episode description. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I love, obviously, we love all episodes, and there are so many great moments in this episode. Hello, learned everything in the day at that that day of school, like, or missed everything. Like, that's great, a great moment. This storyline in this episode, snooze, snooze, snooze. Also, so whatever, we meet Mr. Porter. Sophia's going to be the activities director. She's super excited about it. It does have the woman from that episode, the the woman from uh, The Wedding Singer, the hip. Hop, hippie, hippie, yes, hippie, the hippie, rapping hippie, don't granny. Stop. Yeah. Her name. She's cool as fuck. And I think she died a few years ago. She did. She lived to be 105. Yeah. You guys know her. Yeah, she was the rapping granny. She was in Sister Act, The Wedding Singer, The Wedding Crasher. She, she also was in had all the good a wedding movies. really, really, really sad but interesting storyline in the movie 54, which is like a, not a lot of people saw, Studio but it was, a, 54. it was about Studio 54, but she played the old, uh, an older, wo- an older woman who would roller skate. I forget her name, but she was a real woman. She would roller skate around Studio 54 and she died of a, I think a cocaine overdose. Um, but she was like in her eighties or whatever. And she was at Studio 54. She was a regular at Studio 54. Great actress. Wow. Well, she worked up until she was, her last role was in 2013 and she died in 2015. So she was still working at 99 uh, years old. May her memory be mm. blessed. She's amazing. Um, so at the end of this scene, after we've met everybody at the CG, um, Dorothy says to Sophia, which I think is a funny line, she goes, I'm going to say to you what you said to me on my first day of school. See if you can find someone clean to drive you home, <laughs> which made me laugh. But then literally two seconds later, the two of them walk into the house together. Yes. I, I don't, I, I feel like this episode, this, this, this week during the production of this episode, they were just like... Let's just throw shit at the wall. Let's just try shit. She says it and then walks away from Sophia. And then in the next scene, they walk in together. And it's the same day because everybody's wearing the same wardrobe. Anyway, Blanche and Rose come home. Yeah. And oh boy, did I love this scene. Because you know what? Blanche, especially Blanche, but Blanche and Rose spend so much time making fun of Dorothy and Mm -hmm. her looks and inferring that she's ugly. She's not. She's not. We're not there yet, but I'm so sorry. Well, so I mixed up my notes. So Blanche, Blanche is upset. No, but no, but Blanche is upset because she brought Rose with her as Mm -hmm. for support or whatever. And it turns out they didn't want Blanche's hands. They wanted Rose's hands because they were beautiful. Blanche's and and Rose makes a great joke about how. And they just want to use Blanche's face. And but uh, Rose makes a great joke about how Blanche has Freddy Krueger hands, which is like. I love it. Yeah, I love Betty it on Davis every level. And it's, Freddy Krueger hands. It kind of reminds me of Laszlo. Yes, it with, is a little bit know, like that. I also like, love any storyline yeah. that involves um, Rose and Blanche. Because like the, the, them as a team are really funny together. I would have loved to have seen them. I realize production-wise they probably couldn't do it. But I would have loved to have seen them like take a camera out into a street. I want to see them like trying to chase down a truck. I know that feels more like a Seinfeld episode. (laughs) It does completely, but it's a great moment. I would love that. But then there was a joke 
that I was like, oh, I have to Google this. This is clearly a reference we don't know. Where Blanche goes, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And Dorothy's like, makes some reference. She's like, what about the 1964 Tokyo Olympics? And she's like, big deal. They had to wait 20 minutes. The torch eventually got there, didn't it? And I was like, oh. Was it a real thing? There must have been something crazy that happened at the 1964 Olympics. No. I can't find anything. No, nothing was. It's, it was just a joke on the torch. That was the point of the joke. So, yeah, like, at every Olympics, there's a torch that runs across America. I know whatever. what the Olympics are. I wasn't struck by lightning. I learned things in school. Oh, you didn't miss that day? It just sounds like one of those jokes where they're making a very specific reference to, like, no. ex- you know, for example, I don't know. I, I just thought that because the way it got such a laugh. I mean, it's a funny joke. And the way she said it, too, was really funny when she she was walking away and then Dorothy was like, I won't. What did she say? I won't. I won't. I won't mention the, the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Like she said it in such a, a cadence that was really weird and funny. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't again. Don't like this episode. I won't say don't like. It's not one of my favorites. It's so, at the bottom. I mean, it was in the summer. The U.S. men's swimming team won all but three gold mm, medals. I love a U.S. men's swimming team. Ooh, dive into that water. Let that speedo just just fall a little bit below. Yeah, nothing really A little bit really past happened. that butt crack. Let, ooh, whoops, it came off. I was swimming so fast. I have to finish naked now. So Sophia comes home. <laughs> She's having a great time. <laughs> The people, the, the, the people at Cypress Grove who are usually just sitting in front of the TV all day, she had them writing letters to servicemen and women, which I think is really great. She's yeah. really having a great time. Because we were in the midst of the golf situation, I think, during this uh, period. Yeah. Or the aftermath of it. Yeah. But then Sophia goes rogue and she pulls like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest and she takes everybody out for a walk, a six-hour walk. Well, I like that she said... When she came back or whatever, I forget when she said it, but she said, um, you hired me to do a job and I'm going to do it my way. That's not really how jobs work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you do the job you're hired to do and that your boss tells you to do not like what you want it to be, because if that's the case, every single person working at McDonald's would work the ice cream machine. But again, this goes back to the problem, because like, again, Dorothy to 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 pull off this ruse that Dorothy has, which makes no sense. Not only it's not like she's just dropping her off. I mean, Dor- Sophia has to make her own job because she doesn't have a boss because this isn't real. Like this, mm-hmm. Mr. Porter guy's like, oh what? Oh yeah, okay, whatever. You drop your mother, whatever. But like, so of course she's gonna do whatever she wants. This yeah. is such a bad plan. It is a horrible plan. If the, like. Does Dorothy really expect Mr. Porter, this one man operation, to now like, oh God, I'm gonna have to, am I gonna have to have her fill out like an I 9? Like, what, what am I gonna have to do to make this woman think that she works here? Of course he didn't do anything. Dorothy shouldn't put this burden on him. Dorothy shouldn't leave her mother in a strange place (laughs) with a bunch of old, like, it makes no sense. (laughs) I'm sorry, it makes no sense. And then, of course, of course, what happens? happens and that mr porter is like yo you can't just take these people out and she's like you know i you hired me to do a job and he's like no look all right your mother wanted me to keep an eye on you 
And Sophie's like, keep an eye on me. Is that true? And then she says to them, and she is completely justified in saying this, thank you both for making me look like an old fool. I mean, this is, that's sad. That's it's sad. sad. And I totally get it. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. It's, and, and the, the thing is that the, even when Dorothy. Cause she was so proud that she was given this job. Yeah. And when Dorothy, when Dorothy tries to even pass off the man fessing up that it was all a, you know, a lie. And she's like, this man's crazy. He's one of the patients here. It's like, stop, just stop. This is now bad. This is like bad taste. I don't like it. So then when Sophie is back home watching cartoons, which is amazing, Dorothy's, upset. I hope it was Animaniacs. Oh, I love Animaniacs. It wouldn't have been on yet. I Dorothy guess. was upset. She's like, now she's watching TV like those old people. And I was like, that's what you wanted her to do in Cypress Grove to begin with. Yeah. That's why you sent her there to relax. And now Dorothy she's watching cartoons. Dorothy is so misguided. Ugh. Ugh. So anyway, then Blanche comes in with a penny saver. I, I started to blow this load a little bit earlier because I got so excited. Okay. So I wanted to get Can to the scene. Can you never say that sentence sure. again? Sure. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what I meant when I said after all this time of Rose, especially Blanche, talking about Dorothy's looks. Blanche's face, like I love it as they pass this the penny saver down. Makes up oh for this my god! Episode. Oh my god! Oh my god! This series, when when well, let's set it up because, like, honestly, the only reason to watch this episode is for the Rose missing the day that they learned everything, and then this scene. This is it. Like, yes. fast forward through everything else. Dorothy laughing while she reads the ad. Does your face look like this? Do your hands look like this? You need Ponsilion aging cream. <laughs> she laughs so hard and then like. And then, wait, but then she pauses and she's like, I oh, I'd do. sue. No, but she, but she doesn't, she doesn't say it in like that monotone voice. She literally says it in sort of like a sweet, like uh, she's laughing, she's laughing. She's like, I'd sue. <laughs> it's so good. So and then good. she goes, you guys look like you should be barking from the front seat of a fire engine. <laughs> Because they Photoshop, uh, or I'm sorry, liver airbrush, spots, airbrush, liver spots yeah. all over them. Oh, I'd, oh, I'd sue. I totally sue. You'd have a case. It reminds me of the episode of Friends. I realize I bring Friends into this a lot, where Joey goes for like a modeling job and doesn't realize it's going to be on the ads on the subway everywhere that say like, "Do you have VD?" <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea. So that's that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's good. I. It's it's such a good. Awesome. There's nothing better than seeing Dorothy just get so much joy out of, you know, this the mockery uh, of Blanche's beauty. And the fact that, like, all of this blew up in their faces. Uh-huh. Like, that Rose was giddy that someone thought she, her hands were beautiful enough to be photographed. And that Blanche thought a penny saver was an opportunity to be a model. I mean, all of these things, it all, it, it makes up for all the other shitty things in this episode. It was it was really great. I also loved, uh, and I feel like at this point Blanche was just kind of beaten down. But afterwards, when they're you know they're sitting in the kitchen together, um, Blanche is like, "Do you know what the worst part of getting old is?" And Dorothy's like, "Your face, Rose's hands, loved it." <laughs> and then Blanche goes, "No, it's wondering." Where'd the time go? And Dorothy goes, lift up your chin and we'll count the rings. But at this point, Blanche is just plowing ahead with her story because she's just like literally rock bottom. (laughs) Um, And then Blanche tells a story about the night Clayton was born. What does it mean to skim people across the pond? 
Well, it's like skimming a rock across the pond. Oh, okay. So you're throwing that. Yeah. No, that you're skipping a rock across a pond. That's what it means. Like it's it's like you're it's across the water. Like you're doing. It's a metaphor, I guess. But or an what analogy. does that physically mean? He was skimming people across the pond and got probation. I don't. I mean that I don't know. Are there ponds in Atlanta? I mean, I literally was just in Atlanta. Um, Were there ponds? I did not see a pond. I saw water. But like not bodies. But that of was water. probably at the aquarium. No, I was not at the oh. aquarium. Guys, <laughs> this is one I'd really like you to weigh in on. What does skimming people across the pond mean? That's a great question. I don't know. I guess I mean I assume it meant like the rock across the water. I picture it as like being uh being tied sitting in a tube and being tied to a boat that's pulling you to the UK. Okay. You think this is like you think this is the 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 boat that saved the Titanic survivors? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Come anyway. on. <laughs> Come and knock on our door. That's that what I thought you were going to sing. Totally not anything to do with that. Yeah. I do love the the, the this, is, this is a Titanic moment now, but like when they're doing it. They're doing it. They're coming the boat. And then she's like, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. And then she literally lets go. I hate that moment. I hate that moment. It annoys me so much. It's like the writing of that moment just makes me want to throw something at the wall because it's so bad. Like, I get that she doesn't mean that. But when you say something and then you literally do the thing that you just said you were not going to do, like, that is bad writing. Different words. There's a thesaurus. <laughs> Would it have helped if she went... I'll never let go, Jack. No. Emotionally. The, name, the fucking name of the theme song of the fucking movie is, whoa, whoa. is, is my heart will go songs. on. I'm sorry. This is, this is X-rated for a reason. This, these episodes like, are they X-rated? Yeah. I make them all X-rated. Not what X-rated. Do people think we what is, do? what is the, the rating you can get when they're like, when you curse, it's all because of me. But the, literally the name of the song of the film is My Heart Will Go On. So all she needs to do when she's letting go of Jack is to say, you'll always be in my heart because my heart will go on. I let you go now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That is all. Not I'll never let go. My heart will go on. Goodbye. Let go. Fly. Float to the bottom or drop to the bottom, you frozen popsicle Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he does look like a popsicle. I'm just going to write rants about Titanic in the notes <laughs> so I know when I write the description. <laughs> that movie, that, that really did bother me when that happened. I'm sorry. Back to the episode. So back at Cypress <laughs> Grove, Sophia somehow got in probably because yeah. Mr. Porter's, again, the only person who works at this retirement community home yes, yes. and is somewhere else asleep. Um, and she's decided to have her way and have a little bit of a night. I love when she goes, hey, everybody, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? And everybody goes, no, because it's like the news when they go, it's 11 o'clock. Yeah. Do you know where your kids are? I, I never that got funny. that. I never got that. I mean, I get why they do it, but it's like, oh, come on. I liked it. Yeah. Um, so then Dan, uh, Dan, I almost said, then dances with nobody comes in. <laughs> Dorothy comes in. <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing a great blue coat. In. She's wearing a great I blue coat. I love that blue well, coat. Well, such a good plot, such a good collar. Yeah, not like Mr. Porter in his PJs and his flash and pervert trench coat. I don't have like a pajama set. I do. 
I mean, I, I do. I do actually. I do. I do that was own, so condescending. Oh, I do. I do own a pajama set, but what I usually sleep in is that the I buff. Have, I, no, well, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, but I do have this uh, uh, this really, really, really large tank top with a cat on it that says "How about no?" and <laughs> and and these like Hawaiian shorts. That's great. If we ever have a sleepover, then you should wear that. I definitely win every sleepover because, like, my shirts and clothing is just so irreverent and dumb. And I'm just like, this is me. This is me. (laughs) So Mr. Porter comes over to crash the party and... Mr. Lewis, a man in a wheelchair who at the beginning, Mr. Porter was like, I danced. He doesn't. <laughs> this guy doesn't speak. FYI. Z's. We don't really mm. care or pay attention or whatever. He just yeah. doesn't talk. But yeah. eh, I'm, a, I'm a one man show running this operation. I don't have time for for people. Um, and then he's like, yeah, I danced. And he's like, Mr. Porter's like, how come you haven't spoken before? And he's like. No one worth talking to. And he's like, I work here. Oh, God, Mr. Porter, shut up. I'll be your friend. He's like, I don't like you. Yeah. Which is like, I think one of one of the things that I look forward to, I mean, I'm kind of that way now, <laughs> in a way, at the age of 35. However, um, I hope when I'm older, I'm able to say to someone, I don't like you. You know, like to their yeah. face. I mean, Just I've cut done, right to the chase. I have done that with people, some people in my life, some yeah. people that I've encountered. There's one, a friend of some, a friend who has done this podcast. I didn't want to say his name in fear that maybe they'll listen. But I did. There was a moment where um, the guy was like, so we're friends. And I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> I totally, it's just like, he was like, why, why? I was like, I don't like you. You don't get me. I don't get you. We're, that's cool. I don't get you. I don't want to get you. How'd it feel? Feels great. Oh, that's good. But it's a mean thing to do. Yeah. But if you're old, you can get away with it. And I can't wait to be that guy when I'm old. And now you're just testing the waters. Yep. Um, so <laughs> Sophia makes a really great point. Mm-hmm. Um, she turns to, to Dorothy and Mr. Porter and she's like, you're only as old as you feel and you're making them feel old. And then she turns to Dorothy and she goes, keep me from living. Won't stop me from dying, Rose. (laughs) That's basically what she says. This was this. That's what they did. That's exactly what they did. They took took that script. Pussycat, give me air. (laughs) But maybe we can make decisions about me together. And then Dorothy goes, yes, Ma, we will. And then that's the end of the episode. And then they hug. And it's like, a, it's like an after-school special. It, it's the, For like the, the message of this episode is the same message as when Rose's mom comes to visit. Yes. It's, that's the whole thing. It's, it's the insane. whole message. It's insane. I, don't I also that. feel like that wasn't the end of the episode, but maybe it was like, maybe there was a button. There was like a joke at the end, but they were yes. like, oh, no, we're at 26. Five minutes, we got to cut a minute out or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It was just weird. It was like, yes, Ma, we will. Hug. <gasps> Over. Yeah. It's like so fast. I know. I don't, I, I, I mean, I think it's obvious I don't like this episode. Would have been better if Debbie Reynolds was in it. Oh, I know. Mm, last week's episode was so good. It was. It happened an hour ago for us. We were, yeah, we're recording two in one night, guys. Cause, yeah. Because I didn't want what happened this week to happen next week. Which, because of me this week. So, like, again, same thing I said last week. You guys, if you're here in Los Angeles this Thursday, 
um, which is two days from now, if you're listening to this, November 9th, uh, you can come to my bar mitzvah for Latter-day Jew, the film I've been working on all this year. We It's the end of that part of the film. We have a one-man show coming in January. But... Uh, but yeah, you can come and be a part of the bar mitzvah, and and there's even some Golden Girls listeners who have donated to the film and who have come out to the, and, and it's done amazing. events. So it's been really supportive, and it's been a really wonderful process. And I, I want, I'm excited to have this big party that is more. I told the party planner a really great, great, great party planner. His name's Jason Ree. He's based here in Los Angeles, and he's an actor, and he's just the best. But I told him I was like, I want this to be a celebration. I want people to walk in and feel like this is a party for them as well. Like it's a party for everybody. Will you have a dozen Elvis impersonators? No, I don't have Will that Will you have a showbiz chicken? Oh, but I do have, I have these glasses, these Elvis impersonator glasses. Oh, wow. From the, guys, that was... from the guys of Miami is nice. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I took it from the back area. I think Were so. you supposed to? I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> well. But I did. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Nick. <laughs> I totally stole something. I think one of them said I could take it. Okay. Maybe. Or maybe their dad. I don't know, but I took it. <laughs> and I'm now I'm wearing it. And we'll take the picture for this episode. Great. With me, with do you want to... Do you want to do some golden takeaways? Yeah, writers, write a funny episode. Mm. No, um, my golden takeaway from this episode is that um, I missed a lot of school when I was in school uh, <laughs> because because I was I, I I was a good student. I was a very good student, and I I you know I I I got college credit, and I like did all the things that I was supposed to do, but. I, I was annoyed by school and I missed a lot of days and my mother let me miss a lot of days because she knew I was smart and didn't it didn't affect my grades. Um, and so I can sympathize with Rose. And I, I if you are a student listening to this episode and you are contemplating skipping the day of school and maybe you'll learn everything that you need to know from that day you've skipped, don't worry. You're going to be fine. You're going to move in with some friends in Miami and you're going to have a great life. Just don't be a model. That's my golden takeaway. That's a great golden takeaway. Um, I'm going to piggyback off that. Oh, great. And say, um, you know, Blanche's reaction to learning that her modeling job was for liver spots. You know, sometimes as creative people, as actors, as models, as writers, whatever, Mm. you know, you just kind of have to take the work. It's not always you're helping bring someone else's vision to life. You know, you're a writer on a show. You're job is to help the showrunner to help the creator's vision it's true. right blanche's job as a model was to help that person yeah. selling cream for liver spots yeah. with their vision so you know what blanche it's not always about you sometimes you just have to do the job because that's what you were hired to do you're helping implement someone I can, else's vision i can totally relate to that my very first job in comedy my very first like paying filmed job in comedy was this video I did for some, I think it was for Here TV or something. Some Pornographic. It was slightly. It was a comedy video with um, with Christian Finnegan. Yes. Uh, you know, he's a great yes, comedian. Very funny. And other great comedians as well. And it was like, it was on, I forget what it totally was for, but it's on YouTube somewhere. Anyway, um, it's a tiny wiener <laughs> eating sausage. Like, 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 and it was a, it was a cocktail wiener. Cocktail wiener. Let me stop you for a second. When you say it's a tiny wiener eating sausage, <laughs> what you've just described using the words in that way is a tiny sausage that eats a sausage that eats tiny. Wieners. Yes. No, it was. Mom, a, mom, 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 mom. I eat this, wieners. I'm a sausage. What are they called? What are they called? 
Cocktail wieners. Cocktail wieners. Um, we Didn't called... the movie Big teach you anything? No, I used them as Smokies when I was a kid. You put them in barbecue sauce, you, you dip them, you take a little thing. Um, but uh, but in the in the video, I was it was a it was a contest, a cocktail wiener eating contest, and I played obviously the flamboyant gay man. And instead of actually eating the wieners. I um, just basically gave them fellatio, and um, everyone in my family saw me do that, and that was my first job, really, in comedy. And I, um, I have to say that you take the work, you know, you take the that wasn't work. I don't even think I got paid. Do you know what a chum bucket is? What? Uh, that's a bucket where actors oh, you spit gross. into and yeah. chew. Yeah, you spit, you chew the food. Well, and I wasn't they chewing cut, anything. I was just out. sucking on it. <laughs> There was no chewing involved with me. There was no teeth. That's painful. So, well, I mean, that's good. You you found a way to not have to eat lots of cocktail wieners. Mm-hmm. Which is also a metaphor for my dating life. But <laughs> what did that look like on film? You were meant to look like you were eating and you were just... No, I wasn't meant to look like I was eating. I was meant to look like I was giving fellatio. I see. Yeah, so I never I had to eat anything. Right. But I looked like a flamboyant gay man who was obsessed with giving oral right. sex. Which, frankly, 15... I think I got confused because you were talking about dipping it and making them beaners oh, no. or whatever. That was, just, that was me when I was a kid sure. when I actually ate them. I see. Yeah, no. but you were helping bring somebody's artistic vision to life. Yes, and, and that involved... You sucking on cocktail wieners. <laughs> that was your liver spots moment. Yeah, it was. And you know what? 15 years later, look at me now. I, I'm still... I'm still open to giving fellatio on camera to cocktail wieners. Like I, I, I would take the job. Look at that! You're you've expanded your um, your horizons. You're yeah. more open minded. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. That is the end of the golden takeaway <laughs> portion of the evening. Oh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Guys, thank you so so much for listening. If you are following along with the podcast, as you should be. Next week, we will be watching Melodrama. Melodrama. Mm-hmm. Which is also a great new album from the British, I think she's British, singer. Madonna? Lord. Oh. It's actually a really good album. I was listening to it on a loop. It's so good. Great. If you've gotten to a point, you've slowly reclined over the course of recording this episode. Take you a are picture. almost full on lying down right now. I am. That's what I'm doing because that's I'm. It's late and I'm comfortable. And only a few more episodes till we meet um, the Cheese Man. The Cheese Man coming soon, guys. This has been out on the lanai.com. Shut up, guys. This has been out on the lanai. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for all your Facebook messages and you guys Twitter are the messages. Best. We love you so much. You guys are the greatest. Come to my bar mitzvah. And you can go to outonthelanai.com to learn more about the podcast. And mm-hmm. if you want to support the podcast, you can go to outonthelanai.com slash donate, where you can make a one-time donation or set up a monthly donation We'd through Patreon. It. Yeah. And if you can't make a donation but you still want to support the podcast, oh, you can go to iTunes yeah. or any other place where you listen to podcasts and leave us a nice rating Give and review. Give us those four stars, those five stars. Yeah. Those stars. And where can people follow you? Oh, they can follow me at HL and Scott on everything. You've kind of bookended this with a voice. <laughs> I have. 
I don't know what I'm doing. No, follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything, but especially follow me for all the fun things that'll be happening these next few months with the f- movie. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about. Yeah, I know. So yeah. much is going you've on. Put a lot, you've traveled a lot. You've put a lot oh of work God, into this. We've gone all over the world with this movie. Yeah, literally. Literally. Israel. I mean, literally, that's the only other country we've been to. <laughs> but, but you've still traveled a lot. But that's yeah, that's a that's a sixteen hour travel from yeah. here. That's a lot. But we've yeah. also gone to New York and Georgia and St. Louis and L.A. and those are all the cities actually. Yeah. That's, that's, oh no, San Francisco too. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's been a lot of traveling. Yeah, but it's going to be a great film. I'm actually really excited about it. It's 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 it's. I, I keep telling people it's not so much a Jewish story as it is a story of like being able to choose the identity that you feel best represents yourself as an adult rather than the one that was sort of prescribed for you as mm-hmm. a child, which I find oftentimes people think that they, we are the way we are just because of where we come from. And that's not necessarily the oh, case. Oh yeah. This expands way past religion. Yeah. It's not necessarily the case. Like, you know, if you don't feel, and, and I think, you know, myself as a queer person, like I, I didn't grow up with gay people around me, but yet I turned out gay and I had, the confidence and the support system around me, yes, to be able to confidently say, yeah, I'm not like all of you mm-hmm. and this is who I am. And I've just continued that in many facets of my life. And, 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 but I think a lot of people can take from that. And I also don't think it's necessarily something that's unique to people who are on sort of the outliers of sort of the mainstream. I think also the same can be said for like straight people and women and anyone. Like if you don't feel like you're, you are who you, what you've been told you've always supposed to be, you have the, an option, not just with religion, but with lots of things, mm-hmm. with your career, with the people you choose to be around, with the decisions you make in your life. You have so many fucking options. And, and, and if, you, if you have the support system and the, you know, yes, socioeconomic matters is a part of it as well. But if you have the ability to make the change in your life, you can. And it's, it's, I think it's going to be, and it's going to be a funny film too. And serious. There's some tears. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And that was your golden takeaway. That is. It's a good golden <laughs> takeaway. Shalom, bitches. And I'm Squiddy Squid on Twitter <laughs> and Squidzy on Instagram. Oh, so that was much great. Fun. Yeah. Oh, you guys, remember, as always, stay, stay golden. golden. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit up to turn it off. I'm 10 miles a mile. I am you.